On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome in to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Lockdown Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, joining you on this Wednesday edition of the show, guys. It's episode number three this week of five. Download it into your phone wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube and on Twitter at Lockdown Birds, at DiBiase, LOE, at GC24 underscore football. We thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Coming up on today's edition of the show, we're going to talk playoffs. And I know that sounds crazy considering the state of the Eagles so far this year, Gino, and the negativity that's been around this team for about a year and a half now. But they are only a game back from the final wildcard spot. We'll get into that later on in the show. But uh, some news to get into, man. The Eagles released Eric Wilson, who was originally signed to be their every down linebacker. And then he turned into Nate Geary. I mean, I think this is news that me and you both love considering the performance on the field, but disappointing considering I thought me and you both looked at him as like a value signing. And of the one-year deals, we're like, this might be the one that turns into a multi-year player rather than a one-year rental like a Steven Nelson. And once again, uh, another linebacker that Howie well, Roseman signs yeah. in the offseason. This team is the worst at evaluating this position. Very, very bad. But to play devil devil's advocate on that, mm. it's a good job evaluating a guy who can't play, getting him yeah. out of there. And at and least they giving, didn't milk it and play Nate Geary for 16 games, right? Exactly. Now yeah. Davion can get more snaps. You could probably yeah. fill in more snaps for TJ Edwards, who looked, I think, really fantastic good. last game. Sean Bradley, man, like they have to get that kid more snaps. Like he mm. had that one uh, pass defense in the red zone. The kid is just an athlete, and they need that at that position. And Eric Wilson just couldn't play. Like, he was just getting driven back multiple yards in every yeah. rush down in the pass. He just couldn't find the landmark to go to in zone. Mm -hmm. He couldn't stay with a man. I'm glad they moved on from him. After Same. we saw him play, it was clear that this guy wasn't a fit for this team. And to go with the youth movement that they continued to do yesterday by adding Kerry Vincent Jr. from the Broncos, you're going in that direction another step forward, getting Eric Wilson out of there and allowing these young guys to go and play and get snaps mm -hmm. in meaningful games now, Lou, that you're only one game out of that seventh wildcard spot, not saying that it's a guarantee you could fight for that the rest of the year, but the schedule is clearing up a little bit for you. It's going to get easier once you start to play the Jets. You got the Giants twice. You got Washington twice. Things will get a little easier. And going into this week, if you could pull off a win in a one-and-a-half-point line, Lou, the Eagles are only one-and-a-half-point dogs yeah. in this game. I think it's going to be much closer than people think. And I know I said that against the Raiders. I think the Raiders were in their own – they were doing their own thing and getting right at the right time, and we caught them in a bad week when we weren't looking well. The Eagles looked good last week. If they can remain consistent, even just for one more week, and mm -hmm. beat a Chargers team, why can't they win seven, eight games? Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. We're definitely going to get into it. I think there is a chance. Um, 
they got to have better play from this position though, obviously in this defense 100%. really showed up against Detroit, but it was against Detroit. But at the same time, you're right. Like Davian Taylor looked good. TJ Edwards, Sean Bradley always make plays when he's on the field. We'll see if he can do it in higher volume. Even Singleton is an upgrade over Wilson. I'm just, I'm with you. I think you made a great point because the previous regime, Jim Schwartz was so stubborn that it was so clear and obvious that Nate Geary was the weak link of that defense. And that's an understatement. And yet that guy got so much playing time after, after the fact when that was clearly realized by everybody, including opposing offenses that targeted him. It's kind of like the linebacker now with the Chiefs, right? Sorensen reminds me so much of Nate Geary, where this guy's getting targeted every single week by offenses, and he's still always on the field. At least the Eagles recognized this was a bad signing. And it's crazy, man, because remember in the preseason, we were doing those podcasts, and the two best defensive players probably – in the summer, where Eric Wilson and Alex Singleton were, me and you were talking at the time, like, is linebacker actually going to be a strength for us? But even in the strength or the area that was supposed to be a strength with Eric Wilson was coverage. He, like you said, just looked totally inept. I mean, at the same time, that's going to be what you get for the most part, the majority of the time when you don't invest any real assets in a position. I mean, this team for once needs to at least one high pick or a good contract for a player at this position that can play every down. They need to put something real into it and me and you aren't the all in on linebacker type of people like we this is the last position we want to address on defense but you gotta we've both agreed you gotta have one guy here that can play every down and when you're signing guys to one year band-aid deals a lot of most of the time this is the product you're going to get you're going to get the lg ford every so often but even that guy you cut and I look at what they're doing at cornerback right Lou and I talked about yesterday on the show how they overturned like 80% of that roster within mm -hmm. a year and they've gotten quicker. They've gotten younger. We don't know what the final result will be, but they're taking right. the right steps to move that way. Hopefully that is a saving grace and a point in the right direction for safety and linebacker as well, where those same concerns are there because mm -hmm. you could say the same exact thing you just said about linebacker at safety. Yeah, I mean, no, you 100% can. They haven't invested in anything real safety since they signed Rodney McLeod in 2016. It's been five one years. One of the best free agent signings that we've had, and mm -hmm. he did that with Malcolm Jenkins as well to bring yeah. him in. Now we have to do it in the draft, but you're adding Kerry Vincent Jr., who has that ability to play nickel. He can play a little bit of safety. Kavon Wallace should be coming back. When he said he couldn't play dime, now they're starting to give him at least bodies to where he could play dime and see what he right. could do. Because the worst thing the Eagles defense can do is continue to sit in that two linebacker shell where yeah. they were getting slaughtered for a majority of the first seven games. Mm -hmm. And then in game eight, when they were starting to mix up the coverages, they were giving you multiple different personnel looks on the back end. You changed up the linebacker rotation so you're not targeting just a guy like Eric Wilson. Right. That was the best performance. Even though it's against Detroit, the X's and O's go to show you what yeah. can be there. The philosophy and, and the execution. And, and, yeah. And Lou, I want to ask you this right now. I knew I, I know that Jonathan Gannon didn't really settle anything in the last couple of weeks, but after the adjustments he's kind of made the last few weeks, do you feel better in the Yeah, because the, he is uh, at least showing play? 
he's at least showing on the field that he's going to – because this co- this coaching staff, we loved everything that they're preaching, but walking the walk and talking the talk are different mm-hmm. things. I feel like Sirianni has done a good job at adjusting this year. Gannon really hadn't until the last two weeks, and you make a really good point. I think he has shown that self-awareness, and he said it too. A lot of coaches could have been like – Fletcher Cox is going to adjust to what we do and he's got to buy in and be a team guy first, right? There's a lot of coaches that would spin it that way. Gannon used the self-awareness and said, no, he made some really good points and you saw the defense was much better off for it against Detroit and they recognized, look, this is the matchup. This is the weakness of this team. We're going to respect what we do and we're going to go after them because we don't respect them to beat us deep. Whereas before it was like, no matter who they were playing, it was the same blueprint each and every time. And uh, when you have this linebacking core and when you had Eric Wilson featured so much, you can't rely on that scheme as much as you did. So the Eagles released Eric Wilson after just a completely failed one-year deal. Um, he will be released. And now it's time to see more of Davian Taylor, Sean Bradley, TJ Edwards, and Alex Singleton. As the Eagles try to potentially make the playoffs here at three and five, halfway through the season, you wouldn't have thought that after the Raiders game, but the Eagles season is very much alive. Only one game out of the seventh spot in the NFC playoffs. Do we want them to make the playoffs? Should we be rooting for that? That's coming up next right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Get Upside. This is an incredible app. Everybody who buys gas needs to know about Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents in cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free and use our promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon in cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. This is Lockdown Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, guys. Thanks for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, joining you on this Wednesday edition of the show. Gino, again, it's crazy. I mean, the sentiment, like you could feel just the, the energy in this podcast, at least, and the vibe last week after the game against Vegas was just like loss. I mean, we talked about, we compared it to 2015 after the blowout in uh, Detroit on Thanksgiving. It just felt directionless. It's like, this has felt like a new low point. And then obviously it's a win against the only winless team in football against the Detroit lions, but it's crazy how quick things can change in the NFL. Again, we use this cliche all the time because it's true. The NFL really does stand for not for long for so many reasons. And just like this at three and five with that win, Considering the the state of the NFC and the entire NFL right now, there's so many teams in the race on both sides of the of the league. The Eagles are only a game out, and the team that has the seventh seed at Carolina at four and four, the Eagles have already beaten this year. So it's crazy with a favorable schedule too, man. They at least as of right now, heading into this week's matchup with the Chargers, they have a chance. Would you agree with me that last week was the first time they played 60 minutes with a true identity on both sides of the ball? Since week one, yeah, 100%. And I think when you look at the teams in the hunt or in the race right now, the top six teams that are great in the NFC, they Mm -hmm. all have their identity. 
They right. know who they are as a football team. Let's look in our division with Dallas. They're going to pass you to death, and they're mm -hmm. going to have athletes on the defensive side of the ball to try and create turnovers, i.e. Trevon Diggs, who has been doing a fantastic job at that. Last week, I think you look at the Eagles' offense, quick passes, get guys involved in the short areas, set up your shots. You don't have to take deep shots, but work those intermediate areas with your tight ends, with your wide receivers. I think they did it very well on top of having the two best running backs by DVOA last week in Jordan Howard and Boston mm -hmm. Scott. You know your offensive identity is now. You might have to run the ball a little bit more to set up the pass. On defense, your identity all game, Front four, we're going to hit home. We're going to play feisty on the back end, be around the ball, and create turnovers. If they stick to that formula, Lou, mm -hmm. and play within themselves and not get overzealous and try to do things that they can't, because I believe last week was the ultimate test of self-awareness of what this team can do, what yeah. these guys can do. Even Jalen Hurts, who only threw it 14 times, you got him involved in the run game. He didn't make stupid decisions to turn the ball over. That's a step in the right direction. And then the defense, the cornerbacks, all of a sudden, these guys are the ball hawks that we've been waiting for for years. And they're just getting in the right areas with the defensive four up front, Josh Sweat, all those guys hitting home. Stick to that identity. You could beat just about any team in the NFL. Yeah. And again, I guess it depends on what you want. And early in the year, it felt like this team was, and I totally get the logic. They were prioritizing seeing what Jalen Hurts could do. And they were throwing the offense at him and say, carry us and let's see if you can do it. Sink or swim time. But I felt like as the first half of the season went along, they kind of felt like at least they've had their early answer. And now you're changing it up and more prioritizing other things. And I get it. So I guess the question would be now, Gino, do you want the Eagles to make the playoffs? And in this situation, normally with the state of the team right now, normally I'd say no. And it's a split bet. It's a split um, result right now on Twitter. I put this up on a poll. 52.8% say no, they don't want the Eagles to make the playoffs. 47.2% say yes. Normally, again, I would probably agree with the no because I think this team is not good enough to compete for a title. So I'd rather get the higher pick and have a chance at the quarterback. But having the Miami pick and having the Indy pick, you can kind of have the best of both worlds. You can build on a first-year run with a new regime, make the playoffs, and still have a chance at having potentially two top 10 picks. You know one's going to be with how bad Miami is right now. So you can kind of have the best of both worlds, so that definitely makes it different for me. I mean, I, I'm not like all in on making playoffs. I don't really care either way. I'm not going to be upset if they don't, but I'm not like rooting against it because of those other picks. Yeah, I totally see the the give and take there. But you yeah. look at like we know who the top teams are. You got the Rams, Green Bay. You have Arizona. Um, Arizona you got Dallas. You got Tampa. Yeah. But then you look at the middle ground, Lou. I mean, and you throw the Saints in there. Carolina, who you've beat for, but even four. the Saints don't have Jameis Winston anymore. Right, so, that's I mean, a, they're that's a more big, with uh, us than the other teams. Russell Wilson, you don't know the status of him right now in mm -hmm. Seattle. The Bears are. I mean, they're fighting in games, but I don't know if they have a semblance of like Atlanta. Un you've already beaten. Yep. San, San Francisco. Like, you could have they beat. And when are they going to a new quarterback? I don't even know if yeah. they're going to prioritize making the playoffs. It's like one yeah. of these teams has to make it. Minnesota just lost to Cooper rush. One of these teams has to make it. They have, I, I mean, there's seven teams now. There's no, it's not the NBA where they take the best of both conferences now that, which is a great change. And I think they should do that. 
but you could potentially, and even if you don't make it, mm-hmm. these next stretch of games are going to help your team for many years. You know, like what is it to play in a playoff type environment in the right. regular season? So when you do get to the playoffs and you, if they go down the stretch, Lou, and they win, what, they're three and five right now. They have, yeah. what, nine more games to go to get to 17. They go four and five, right? That'll get them to seven and 10, which we thought, or even eight and nine, which is yeah. potentially could happen. It could get you into that last playoff spot. That means they would have had to beat one of those teams that mm-hmm. probably in the AFC is going to have a chance to make it either Denver or the Chargers. Isn't it crazy up- that even in the AFC, there's seven teams in both conferences within a game or two of the two final wild card spots? Yeah, it is crazy. And then I think you'd have to sweep the Giants in Washington. Right. And then maybe pull out a game against Dallas and the Jets won too. Like if you were to win a game against Dallas or the Chargers in this stretch, I'm feeling a lot better than I was a couple weeks ago when it's like, oh, you can't even – yeah, a week ago when you can't compete with those teams. But now if you're in these games, it could tell you who you are as a team. Like is your personnel closer to what it was in the first six games where you really Mm -hmm. didn't know anything? Or do you stick to that identity that you had last week and that's your formula to win? I would at least like to know what the identity is for Mm -hmm. Sirianni for Jonathan Gannon. And I started to see it last week. And then I could say, okay, I see what they need in the offseason. I could see where we can build from here. And these games are going to tell a ton about this football team. Starting with last week, you could have just laid down and died against a bad Detroit team and been Detroit in that game. They came back, man. They they're buying into what Sariani has to say. Yeah, and even that's if they never fight doubt for sure. No, it's never been a doubt. And even if it's they miss out by a game or two it, it means they fought to the it very end. It would be beneficial. Yeah, Gino, yeah, I think sure. in a head coach's first year with more young pieces than they normally have, again, they when don't he have can as many. When off by everybody, Lou, like right. already. That, that's the thing is like if you were able to see this team overcome such a rough start and deal with such crazy scrutiny already in year one, if, you're, if you were able to overcome that and make the playoffs, that is extremely beneficial. And like I think going on, you even look at the last regime, like going on past runs, like when the Eagles won a championship that helped that team overcome. It felt like impossible odds in 2018. And then in 2019, again, to make the playoffs. Cause once you've been there before, once you've been in those situations, cause those are, you know, those are different situations. Like when you have to win five straight games with this, with the season on the line, We've that's a new it, kind of pressure. That's it, yeah. different than a week four game in October or a week six game in October. So if mm. they can get a run like that under their belt in year one, that would be extremely beneficial. So obviously if it was like draft pick, high draft pick chance at Matt Corral or Malik Willis versus making the playoffs as the seven seed at, you know, eight and nine, obviously I'm going to choose the alternative, but the Eagles have the luxury this year of potentially being able to make the playoffs and still having a high pick with that Miami pick and with that Indianapolis pick. So in that way, I'm like, go for it. And I'm not going to be upset if they, either way, I feel like I'm going to be okay with the result. I think the next three weeks especially are a very good test. You have the Chargers this week. Then you play where I live, Denver. I can't wait for that Mm -hmm. game. Can't can't wait to get down to Empower Stadium. And then you go back home to play the Saints. 
Yeah. That could be the biggest game with, of the season. With Luke. no Jameis Winston, so what's going to be Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill? If they drop the next two, which could happen, mm-hmm. that could be a must-win game for New Orleans. And it also could be if you pull one of these next two games, Chargers or Broncos, that could put you to five wins right there, you know? And mm-hmm. that's a big swing. To get that fifth win and then be well, then you and then you have the division matchups coming in the and Jets. And if you if you could pull, let, yeah, let's talk this out. If you could pull two of the next three, that's right. two wins that gets you to five. Then you're at six if, and six if you win two of the next three, right? Yep. And then you have that stretch where you play the Jets in there, which I believe should be a win. If you yep. can rattle off three division wins, I mean, four would be a lot, but three is mm-hmm. doable. That's a number I could see this team getting to sure. as long, and it's a big if they play behind their identity and they play true to who they are because if yeah. they if the wheels start to fall off we know what can happen to this team. right and i really can't say it with confidence but i want to be positive like i would love to see yeah, this same. team pull out even you go six and three in the next nine mm-hmm. like that's a, that says a lot about seriani getting this team yeah. back on track it will say a lot about jalen hurts who's able to pull out wins against teams in the division and teams in the playoff hunt you'll have mm-hmm. to win games from your defense with these high scoring offenses in dallas and the chargers that you're going having to go against the first half of the season like let's throw it out like on to the yeah. next round he said on to round nine after that and game. it'll like, it'll be different to see. do that yeah, it'll be different. You know, it's different because we haven't seen this team do it yet. Like me and you in 2019, we weren't really surprised, brother. I, we right. got to do it. Because in, in 2019, we weren't really surprised when it happened because we had already seen that happen before. This team, it you got to see them start stringing things together because they don't have the track record yet. And so far, the only track record they have is inconsistency. So it does start this week. But hey, man, they have a chance and we definitely have to talk about it. We'll continue to get into it coming up next in segment three of this Wednesday edition of Locked on Eagles. Guys, we'll be right back. This edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. And Lou, we missed Locked On Eagles 3 last week. We're doing a double edition of it this week, Lou. Six picks, brother. Get your picks ready. We're getting them over at betonline.ag where they're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season. BetOnline is the number one place to bet on all your favorite sports. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website today using the promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code locked on the L O C K E D O N. They have every sport from basketball, football. You can now bet baseball futures with the World Series champ, Atlanta Braves, just being crowned last night, NHL, boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Today's Lockdown Eagles is also sponsored by the best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built Bar. If you haven't tried a Built Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar. It does not taste like one. Gino can attest to this. I can as well. It's like a candy bar in protein bar form. If you have to try one of these, you have to, I should say, to believe it. Most protein bars, they're chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear again, like I said, you're eating a candy bar. And best of all, Built Bar is low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. And there's so many different flavors. 
There's coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors as well every three to four days. So make sure you check their website Those often. Are the they are so the best. Like, blueberry I'm not muffin even was this blueberry muffin. We got a pack of them this week. They're oh fantastic. Coconut I brownie. Hate coconut, Lou. I know those were great. They were unbelievable. The coconut brownie bits, those are fantastic too. And guys, we can get you 15% off your next order of whatever flavor you want at built.com when you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your next order at built.com. Guys, this is Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri. We're talking playoffs. I know it sounds crazy at three playoffs. and five. That's what I'm saying. That's going to be the title of the show because at three and five, it's as crazy as it sounds, the Eagles have a chance. They're up there at four and four. Oh, sorry, Gino. Lou, and the fact that... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I thought we had a connection issue. We're good. Oh, all right. And you look at the teams around you. Like, I look at Minnesota, right? They don't instill any confidence in me, especially after that loss to Cooper Rush last week. I look at the Niners. That's the thing. It's like you have a chance, too, because who – there's no team that you're like – They're all like like Philadelphia, every single one of them. They all have their flaws, and you're going to find out which team has the least amount of flaws. And at the end of the day, if you could find that out about your team – Mm-hmm. that's that's a gift wrapped up in a basket. Like, that's exactly what you want to see. Like, do these guys that I have in the building have enough that when stuff goes wrong, adversity mm-hmm. hits, you get the doors blown off you in Vegas, you turn around and do what you did in Detroit last week. Could you follow it up with the win against the Chargers? And That's big. If That'll start getting me to buy in a bit if you beat the Chargers. And, Lou, if you don't believe that Nick Sirianni – is posting all the quotes people said about, oh, Brandon Staley should be the coach, blah, 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 in the in those meetings saying, this is this is who they think should be your coach, but you're playing, like we're playing together. You're buying into this program. We're all going to go out there, and we're going to beat those guys who think should be in this building. Th- this game, I'm, I'm hyped up for, man. Yeah, like, I think it, it's either going to say, yeah, we're just back to where we were, or we could play with these boys. We could beat a quarterback like Justin Herbert. We could beat mm. a defense that we've trying to get to design our defense like on the back end for the longest time. The weapons of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. To win this game, that means you would have had to outplay those guys. Man, that's that's as good of a win as you could have at this point in the season for this team. Because what happened in those first six games, throw it all away. I look at last week. Let's build on that. Like you got to build somewhere. Andy Reid even said it this week after they barely beat the Giants. The guys battled. We have something to build on. Even a team like the Chiefs, who have been a dynasty, need to get back to their roots when things do go wrong. And Mm -hmm. that's football. It's a simple sport. Just do the things right. What did they do well last week, Lou? They did everything that they said in the hits principle to a T. They played smart football. They were intense. They got takeaways. They did exactly what this team has a message for in their locker room each and every day, and they carried it out. That's what you need in winning football, and Mm. I want to talk about more wins. I want to be positive. I want to talk about a potential (laughs) for a playoffs because – we got all the picks in the world, man. How we, how we, or whoever. Again, there. that's the thing. It's the luxury, and yeah, that's why is. we're okay with rooting. House for it money, this year. brother. We got house money right now. 
the only the only reason I might not want to make the playoffs, and I want to give this team enough credit that they wouldn't do this. The only thing I would be scared of is any sort of complacency built in, right. um, where they wouldn't make significant changes that need to be made because they made the playoffs. Yeah. So like, let's say hypothetically, Jalen Hurts gets them in, and they decide they run it back next year. That'd be fine if he if they get in because he makes a significant leap, but Gino, if they're winning games like they were last week against Detroit and Jalen hurts is what he is right now when he doesn't change. And you know, he's good late in games too. I mean, I mean, so I could definitely see a scenario where they do get in exactly the way they are right now. And hurts does step up like the Carolina game, a perfect example of Jalen hurts. Like he struggles in all the ways we think for three and a half quarters. And then he comes back. So I could see that scenario playing out. I would just hope that if that scenario does play out, this organization still sees it and is like, you know, like Denver, they saw Tim Tebow win them a playoff game, but they're like, okay, we know this isn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. So I would hope that if that's the way they would make the playoffs or compete for the playoffs, that complacency doesn't set in. That's the only reason I would be concerned, but I feel like this team has shown that they're self-aware enough to not let the playoffs cloud judgment. Especially after what they did last year. I mean, right. I feel like the past straight, should show them to not, you know, yeah, get they're not, that way they're again. not going to be complacent. And, and like I said, like it's either going to be these guys played hard enough, played well enough, executed the game plan, went through it without too many takeaways, won the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'd want to see. And I think they, those guys should deserve a little bit of credit for that and have the oh, chance yeah. to take it back. But then the opposite of what happens if they win three games and lose six, yeah, then we can make the changes and talk about what we were talking about, the evaluation process, and stick to the plan. We're going, and it's not like we're hitting a fork in the road. It's like when you're on the highway and you see a parallel road to you that's just going a little slower. Like, yeah, there's multiple paths to get there, and we'll find out what path we're on. Like, are we going to be a team that – could make a little bit of a run or are we going to be that team that we were in the first seven games of the season exactly i would like to see the former rather than the latter because i don't like talking negative on this show we're, me, we're I all either i know man we we want to see this team do well prior we to some the, belief i don't like being negative about this Lou, team i enjoyed this our 2018 was, and 2019 years so much more that was the, the best, best time part of, our, of this show was running yeah. it those four games in 2018, oh, yeah. 2019, that stretch. Yeah. And the off season after that, 2017, like we yeah. felt like we were on, t- we were on top of the world. And if they could do that this year, I mean, yeah. I'll be my own biggest critic and take back a lot Same. of what I had to say about oh, yeah. this team. But I want to be, wrong. I want to be prove, wrong about this. Team. Prove me wrong. But you got to do that, it. I'll, yeah. I'll end it with that. Prove yeah, us that's wrong. A good, yeah, prove, you got to do it. Prove Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri wrong. Right. And do it against somebody outside of the Detroit Lions, for sure. Do it this week against Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. That'd be a great start. Guys, tomorrow, Gino joins Locked On Chargers for Crossover Thursday. We're going to start previewing that matchup as well. We've got Locked On QB1 on Friday as well. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Eagles wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available in video form on YouTube as well now. And we're on Twitter at Locked On Birds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DBLCLOE. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. It's going to do it. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.